0: This is Train to Perform, the undisputed alpha podcast in training fitness and sports performance. Here, you'll develop your skills with the cold, hard facts in fitness, sports performance, recovery, and nutrition. Real, tried and true, evidence-based facts that have been proven to move you faster, move you stronger, and move you forward. Now, here's your host of Train to Perform, Julian Sissman. And welcome back to the Train to Perform
1: podcast. Here with your host, Julian Sissman. <clears throat> Today, we got a great podcast for you guys. Um, this is Bobby Smith, Coach Bobby Smith from Rip uh, Training. Uh, they are out of New Jersey, Um, they've been Trenton Falls, New Jersey. RIP stands for Reach Your Potential Training. Um, we talk about, um, really just like what they're doing at RIP this summer, how things are going, especially under these crazy circumstances, different programs they provide, how they're running them. Um, we get into some detail about some of the, uh, Programs that you can purchase from him, especially the female ACL training program. Um, I use it pretty much every single day. Some aspect of it. Uh, it's very helpful, especially with the warm up, which I think is one of the most important parts of the training. I'm um, getting the body ready for the the whole workout. Um, so. Don't want to hold you back from this great episode. Um, Check it out. And uh, please, 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 please rate and review if you listen to this. Um, And I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks. What's up, Bobby? Coach, how we doing? All right? I'm good. How you doing? Killing it. You
2: know that. (laughs) I know. How's everything going? Yeah, we're holding up all right, man. Knock on wood. You know, got uh, three more weeks of the summer program, so. Boom. how about you?
1: Do you i'm good i'm taking a little i know it sounds crazy but vacation <laughs> till tomorrow and then i'm i'm back back at it got to uh-huh. get away some yeah yeah i mean i'm with my family um just uh that um bas- basically ocean city fenwick area um so um, but yeah, I mean, just I'm doing well. Everything's good. Uh, I haven't really stopped training since the whole thing happened. Um, which has been great. Um, you know, just trying to make things work uh, as far as like training adult population athletes. So it's been, um, you know, you just gotta like figure it out. You know,
2: that's it, man. Adapt so, and overcome. Exactly. Let's right, oh, go. I got 30 minutes. Talk to me. Let's get some. All
1: right, so. I really wanted to just kind of get a little idea, like, you know, where you started and then kind of talk about the program that I, you know, use a lot from you, uh, the, the female one and like how you guys developed it and what sort of caused you guys, not really caused, but like what really got the idea moving forward. Um, so. Gotcha. Get it. So So, my background. Yeah. yeah. So where, where did you start? Like what, what got you into, you know, doing what you're doing? Um, I know you share space with PT. So how's yeah. that work? How's that work? Um,
2: so yeah, man. I mean, you know, it all started when I was in high school, you know, played three sports and, you know, started at, that like a, you know, at that time it was like a sports performance gym that reached out to me. It was like, man, like you're doing great things. We'd love to have you in. Let's try You know, a free evaluation. And I went there and like, just my eyes were blown that this was a whole nother aspect to make my athletic performance better. And it was like learning Olympic lifts at a young age and learning how to, you know, run and jump and these dynamic movements. And I was like, man, I love this. And I knew like my senior year in high school, this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Like I wanted to own a facility like this and, you know, make it, you know, make it what it is today, what we're doing here at RIPT. And, you know, mm-hmm. went off to Monmouth University, played two sports there, faced a lot of adversity, had four surgeries and kind of learned what not to do, you know, training with a power lifter that tried to make me a power lifter and, you know, still overcame those, you know, surgeries and went on to, you know, win the Olympic trials and training at the Olympic Training Center and learning finally to become a track and field athlete and not a football meathead and just lifting heavy weights and learning how to run and jump and that's where I was like, man, and this is what I want to bring back to New Jersey and train these high school kids and teach them these aspects of being a, an athlete. And you know, opened up had a, like a five year plan before I went to Olympic Training Center, and man, I hit everything in that five year plan. Awesome. Where it's like, open up my own facility. We have three educational DVDs and have a you know facility with my wife who runs a physical therapy practice inside the same you know facility, and it's just uh, a dream come true. How beneficial was the, you know,
1: the program that you participated in at a young age? Like, how important was it to get you to the college level? Like, obviously, you do that right now with all these, you know, high school athletes. Like, in your experience, how important do you, how important did you think it was participating in, you know, strength training, speed, agility, all that kind of stuff?
2: I think the biggest thing, what it did for me was, like, build my confidence, you know, lifting heavy weight and, you know, seeing the results and seeing like getting addicted to that process at a young age and being like, man, you know, if I put my time in, I work hard, I can see the benefits and the results, you know, not only in the mirror, but on my performance on the field of court. And I think that's what really got me bought in right away. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's so true. I think that's one of the biggest things with a
1: lot of kids, just especially, um, you know, not having it not be participating in it and like being on the field constantly injured um you know being like obviously my background is soccer so being pushed off the ball and stuff like that I think a lot of kids once they start getting into like a, a good program that's gonna you know like you said get stronger um and all you know all that all the extra stuff that we do um it really I think that's a, one of the biggest things a lot of the kids like their confidence just goes out the roof. Not only just because uh you know, oh I lifted 225 5 times. It's just like I I I feel more um like I feel like I can stand my stand up to anything kind of kind of mindset. Um so that's yeah, it's really important I think for a lot of kids that just don't participate at all, and then get into something. It's a it's a game changer. So with the PT in the facility as well, how do, how does that like work together? Do you guys you know some kids go there first and then kind of shift in like come yeah. to you or is it like a different type of scenario? Yeah, I mean,
2: it's just like now I won't say a feeder system, but you know they go in there for physical therapy and then they see the whole process of the facility and see how everything is run, and they're like man, like that's where now i call it the good side like let's hop on the good side now you're feeling you know 100% now you can start participating and getting the gains from sports performance and vice versa like obviously we're almost at 300 in you know 20 athletes right now this summer like someone's going to go down it's just the yeah. beast it's like no matter how hard i mean how well we train our kids it's just sheer numbers someone's going to get hurt so it's like all right you can still continue to train just go right into our physical therapy so You know, it's the beauty of of, it's my wife's business as well. Not only my business, but it's, you know, a feeder system, but also my coaches work for her. And it's a great way to keep, you know, these young coaches and still be able to give them the hours. Because as you know, in sports performance, it's like early mornings or late nights. So this is a way to get them, you know, 20, 25 hours a week where they're on salary and can make the living that they need to make.
1: So with the athletes that you work with, uh, what age ranges is it? it is it mostly high school or is it middle school and high school? Or is yeah, our pop- Bread
2: and Butter is definitely high school. You know, definitely that's where we see a majority of our kids. Um, we definitely have a middle school population. We call that our junior rip program. And then we have a grammar school from like third to fifth grade is, you know, our mighty ripped. And then we have a small adult population. And obviously right now when the college kids are home, we got a, you know, college program that's doing really well. So I think, you know, it all starts with the high school kids for us. You know, that's the yeah you know, our golden child and that's what the whole facility is going to evolve around. And then we move on from there. Do you, um, is it mostly club sports or is it like
1: straight high schools that you, you reach out to?
2: I mean, both. I mean, we definitely have, yeah, we have like eight teams. So it's like reaching Mm -hmm. out and a lot of it's, you know, word of mouth. where we do really well with one of the athletes and they're like, Hey, can I get my team in here? And it's like, yeah, absolutely. Let's fly in a way. And we give them a group discount. So, and then give that person a little incentive and, you know, definitely um, that's the way we found to get our kids in here and get that team atmosphere. I mean, we've had some clubs in here as well, but you know, I know that, you know, that there's clubs, is just what have you done for me now and don't see the process. Yeah. We want quick results. And it's like, you know, we had a club coach come in here and is he like, well, what are you doing with my kids? These are high level soccer kids. And I was like, that's great. They might be high level soccer kids, but they've never been in a weight room before. So we're not doing back squats. We're not doing Olympic lifts with them yet because they can't even hinge properly or goblet squats. So what do you want me to do with them? Yeah,
1: no, you're absolutely right. So what has led you to, um, you know, the female ACL, like what kind of sparked that idea? Cause I, we, we all know that, ACL is like one of the biggest detrimental injuries that a lot of the athletes can have. Um, you know, myself, I've done it twice. Um, and, uh, I mean, I use aspects of it quite a bit. Um, especially the change of direction stuff. It's really, I think some of the best stuff I've seen now. Um, so just kind of give me an idea of like where it started. Cause I know you guys kind of combo that with the jump training one. I know, I think you have another one, but, yeah, the
2: it of well. yeah, so yeah. It yeah. all started with, you know, when I was still training as a javelin thrower, I kind of like handpicked some of my wife's best athletes that were just finishing up with, you know, their um rehab process. And I had seven like stud female athletes before I really opened up rips and it was like, two girls went to Duke, two in North Carolina, BCU, Syracuse, Villanova. And it was just like, man, like, I loved getting in and training them and seeing the results and the confidence that I instilled in them. And I was like, man, like this is something, you know, you know, being a college football meathead that I thought, you know, I was going to be training a lot of football players. And next thing you know, like I'm training a lot of soccer girls and I was like loving the process and loving working with them. And it's like, man, I can make these girls so much better. How many more athletes can we make better? And that's when we just started seeing a lot of, you know, my wife's clientele where she specializes in ACLs and obviously the epidemic with female athletes tearing their ACL and it just became like a feeder system and became became like this environment where we just started seeing a lot of females yeah yeah no it's
1: it's it's crazy They're especially um especially if they don't do if they don't allow the process to you know, take the whole time that it needs and kind of rush back. Um, It can be, it can be worse, but um, so where, like, where did you get like some of the ideas? Like, was it mostly just watching sport or were you just watching them and seeing like their mechanics and just kind of saying, all right, you know, I think this is, I think we should use, you know, this sort of, this, this route versus this route because, you know, there's certain things that are happening. How
2: we look at it is not only they're a female athlete, male athlete, it's just an athlete. And that's when people get confused where it's like, oh, you're, you know, product training the female athlete. What do you do for males? And it's like, we do the same exact thing. You know, it's exactly what we do with males as well too. And it's just general athleticism, fundamental movement patterns and getting them to run properly, jump properly and lift properly. And it's next thing you know, like all this, you know, injury prevention is just great training. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. That's all it comes down to. You know, and a lot of it come down for like, you know, my uh, former business partner, Adam fight and his wife, Mary Kate fight and me and like, we kind of collaborated right around that grease board, you know, we sat there had yeah. some Starbucks, and it was like, all right, what do we want to do? What do we want to accomplish? How are we going to train the kids in taking from all of our backgrounds and, you know, making it our own. And it's like, you know, we do a lot of Joe Ken's variation her background was Mike Boyle, my background, you know, with the Olympic Training Center football and Martin Rooney. It was like, man, how can we make this a Boyle-Ken facility and have that Martin Rooney flair? And that's kind of what Ripped has evolved around to is our mentors making this facility what it is. How 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 impactful is
1: Martin Rooney on, you know, how he, you are day-to-day? Because I know he's like, I'm, I met I met him one time, and he's like, like intensity levels like up here no doubt um and i and i know that you kind of uh, i could see it kind of like in some of your videos and stuff that you do and posts on uh social media like what how has he influenced you you know what you do today
2: i think the biggest thing you know when i started training with martin that first year after i graduated and i trained with him for a year and like i can't tell you like the sets and reps and exercises that we did but i can tell you how he made me feel And he made me feel big time and made me feel ready to go out to train, to become an Olympic javelin thrower. And I think that was the biggest thing is that I took away from that is no matter what athlete you work with, they're going to forget what you said, but they're never going to forget how you made you feel. And that's how he made me feel like he was training NFL combine athletes, you know, as a group, but then he'd be training me individually. And then all these, you know, combine guys were like, who the hell is this guy? You know, what is, what is Martin doing with him individually? You know, and it was like Martin was a former javelin thrower and like saw that, you know, that, that diamond in the rough in me, I guess. And but mm-hmm. invested in me and that my time and definitely made a huge impact, I would say, mentally on me. And then you're ready to go out and become Olympian. So, kind of going
1: back to your Olympic, you know, path, what has from that like, what can you take from that and sort of like, Use it to, you know, help the, the kids that you work with. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously there's probably aspects in there that you can sort of, re- they can re- not really relate, but like to motivate them to you know, keep them going forward. You know, understanding that failure is, it, it is what it is.
2: And you've got to learn from it. I don't just think it's the end. Um, so, what, I think what you- so like with that, you know, the biggest thing is like when I sit males down and talk to them after I give them an evaluation. And I let them know like, man, I was a college football player running back, you know, thought about all, it was like, if I wasn't lifting heavy, I wasn't getting better. And next thing you know, I had four surgeries in college. And then, you know, I went to become a track and field athlete and started to learn how to run, learning how to jump. And if all you're worried about is your bench, you're going to be sitting on one because no one cares how much you bench. It's all about how well you move, how well you can change directions, how well you can run. That's what colleges want to see. So with that aspect, and we're going to get after it, we're going to lift. But it's not until 45 minutes in. We're going to do our warm-up. We're going to do our speed and agility. We're going to do our plyometrics. And a lot of males don't have that work capacity. So once we get into the weight room, they're, they're lost. They're like, man, like, I can't lift right now. My numbers are going down. It's like, give me some time. All right? You're, give me the time. All right? Put the investment in. Like Once those males drop that ego and the guys that we have are great and they put that work in and they see the benefits and the results from it. But we get a lot of kids that can just go down the road, take their shirt off, and have three minutes off in between sets and lift heavy weight. But next thing you know, we're gonna be seeing them for physical therapy. Yeah. So, what about just, the mindset? Yeah, I mean, like, what about the mindset? Not sort I think of that's like. That's a big thing as well, too. Like after each session, it's like bringing them down and having that debrief and learning the life lessons that we try to instill in our athletes. You know, and going into it, and in the beginning, like I would have it like written down, where it's like, and next thing you know, it's kind of like not organic. And mm-hmm. now it's like taking bits and pieces from the training session and bringing it to the end and making them realize, you know, what we're doing, why we're doing it, and the benefits from doing it, and having yeah. that brief afterwards. I think that's where kind of ties it all in and gets them to buy in. Yeah,
1: yeah, <clears throat> I, I definitely, I definitely can relate to that kind of. Even even if it's not, even if it's, yeah, yeah, it's a debrief, but, some you know, different aspects of, like, you know, how, what they should be doing now. Like, yeah, session's over, but, like, you still got, like, the rest of the day. Like, you know, how to, how to take advantage of the rest of the day. Um, I think some of the, some, some young athletes don't want realize, like, the importance of, like, you know getting proper nutrition you know recovery like rest and all that kind of stuff i'm sure you guys have those kind of conversations as well
2: you have to cuz they think just coming here is enough and then it's yeah. like, it's not enough yeah. right now twice a week for 75 minutes so what are you doing outside of yes here? so how
1: do how 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 do you guys run your sessions are they hour long 90s like what do you you I know mean, before what's all the this setup went
2: down like normally 90 minutes but right now we're going 75 minutes Oh, okay. And it's what okay. we've cut out is our conditioning aspects. And, but other than that, like it's been normal operations for us. So, do you guys provide them with some sort of uh, conditioning to do out, outside of the gym? Yeah, we give them some conditioning where we recommend outside, where it's like, all right, here's the conditioning. Um, there's a field right down the road. And to be honest with you, probably maybe 10% do it, you know? But those are the kids that go to that next level and, do great things, and it's like there's no, it's not an accident. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: it's not an accident. Why those are the kids that do it, and it's like we have this local um, girls' basketball team that's one of the best mm-hmm. in the state, and it's like they go together right after the session and do it, and it's like that's the culture. Yeah. That's where yeah. it's, there's no other way. Yeah,
1: and 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 I'm sure you guys have that conversation too about culture, just like you know how how important it is. Especially because, like, a lot of the kids that come to you seem to be teams, so I'm sure there's some type of leader on there that tries to bring them all together and, you know, push them to do that extra work outside of the gym.
2: No doubt. You know, you definitely have those kids, but once you have the team aspect in here, obviously you get the slappies, you know, the kids that just want to be here because the team's here, but I would say majority of the kids want to be here, and right Mm -hmm. now, like, we don't have air conditioning, like, it's hot outside the sun beating right on them and it's like inside like doors are open, fans are running, but it's, you know, it's hot. And if you don't want to yeah. be you're going to feel it right away. And then you don't last. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's, that's the same with us. No AC.
1: That's it. Kind of <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's, that's a huge thing. Uh, just kind of getting them acclimated to like what it's going to actually be like. Cause I mean, you're not going to be outside in an ac uh ac facilities uh, uh field so right um so so <clears throat> where where is you know within the next you know obviously we're in a crazy time but but like where what's the next you know a few years for RIP? like what are you guys looking to do What do you guys you know um is it touching
2: you know more athletes different population uh what are you guys looking to do I think, you know, to be honest, like we're looking at maybe expanding and getting another site, you know, seeing okay. the effect. And um, I think that would probably be the next step, getting a site. You know, what we've re- realized is like, personally, my wife and I moved and, you know, it's not that much further, but those kids don't come to us. It's like, it's 25 minutes away and it's doesn't, you know, it's not convenient for them. So it's like, all right, well, maybe we need another facility to grab those kids. And then this way, obviously, it doesn't need to be as big. We're not going to have another site this big, but obviously have a smaller aspect and maybe getting to more of an adult population. And, you know, I think that's going to be the future for RIP right now. You know, but if you said this, asked me this last year, I would have said, no, I would never open up another site because I can't be two places at once.
1: Yeah. With your adult population, is it very similar training as the the kids or is it like a... Like a lower intensity,
2: very, you know, intensity. it's not a uh, performance based, it's more of feel good, look good, and get them moving better. Yeah, you know, that's cool, yeah. that's great, man. I mean,
1: you know, I've been following you guys for a long time now, I met you a couple of times at different NSCA events. Um, you know, you guys are doing great stuff, and it's just good to, um, you know, get ideas from everybody. I mean, okay. you know, you're always learning, always you know wanting to you know make you know myself better and the people around me better um because
2: i think it's just important Do you have like a lot of staff or how do you right now we have two full-time coaches a full-time office manager four-time part-time coaches and eight interns so oh, wow yeah managing everyone and managing a staff like that's um uh, that's my role. Like right now, like I'm not coaching as much as I would love, but I'm, you know, on the floor managing it, running it, and making sure that the factory setting flows accordingly, and not um, setting my coaches up for success. Yeah, so, like exactly. making sure everything's set up and making sure everything's out so they can just flow through accordingly. Yeah, the hiccups. But I mean, yeah. you have great staff. Like you have great people around you, and that's what makes you great, and everyone feeds off that. Yeah, feeds off that energy that you provide, and I think that's really important.
1: You know, just the energy in the facility. It's, I think it's one of the best things for kids, especially when they have coaches that are, you know, sort of pumping them up like you do. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you can feed that
2: energy to your other coaches. Right. Um, well, it's like these young coaches is getting them the aspects of what is important, and it's like mm-hmm. serving care. That's it. Level yeah. two, serve them. We're here for them. It's not when yeah. I get my protein shake in. It's like no, we're here to get them better. This is their time. This is our opportunity to give them our experiences to make them the best athlete they can. And
1: it's just do you take, I don't care. Yeah. Do, do you take a lot of kids that are? Uh, I mean, the background of like say an intern or somebody. Do do they have to have
2: some sort of kines exercise science background or? Yes and no, I mean, ideally, yes, so like you a lot of the you know interns are getting college credit for it, but uh, you know some of them are just here because they want to get better, and you know we have one that was like a former athlete that was in the business world and was like, man, I hate this, I want to become a coach, and it's like, all right, let's go take her take her underneath our wing and make her you know she's become long really well and become a great coach that's awesome that's great yeah. well,
1: I appreciate you talk to me so we can get this going
2: um, it's an awkward time but yeah
1: it's yeah i mean look man like it's it's you know like i said in the beginning uh, it's one of those things where you and like you said you kind of have to adapt and figure out a way to make everything work um and and that's just the the process of you know owning a business like if you can't adapt like you're you know you're gonna kind of you're not gonna be you're not gonna exist so um but yeah, it sounds like you guys are doing a lot of great things, and I, I really appreciate you just taking you know a few minutes out of your day to have this little co- quick conversation, kind of learn about oh, yeah. what you guys are doing, and um, I look forward to seeing you again and yeah. talking conference.
2: You know, jeez.
1: Well, I'm actually hosting a. I mean, I, I haven't. We haven't put the details out. Probably this week. I'm I'm doing a s- virtual soccer conference for, nice. through NSCA. So Good stuff. <laughs> Have some st- have some people on there that are nutrition, all sorts of different performance stuff from Europe. From so, nice. we'll see the info yeah. soon. All right, man. All, right yeah. all right, Bobby, I appreciate it. See you, Bye. man.
0: Thanks for listening to Train to Perform with Julian Sissman. Learn how you can work with Julian in a personal training session, either online or in person, at prepareforperformance.com. And follow on social media for more tips on training, fitness, and sports performance on Twitter at jsissman underscore PFP and Instagram at prepareforperformance.